Okay, hi everybody, Catherine Perry here, and I am so pleased to introduce Richard Lyons, Break On Through. And Richard Lyons is a psychic medium, a healer, a teacher. He has such a beautiful message about hope and healing and connecting to the divine within you and expressing that out in the world in your truest, most honest way. I'm so pleased that tonight we're going to get to talk with Richard a bit about someone that we are basing a lot of his teachings around, and that's Jim Morrison of The Doors Bang. And so tonight Richard is going to be speaking with us about Jim Morrison, his life path, his purpose, and some of the things that Richard himself has come to understand through his very special relationship with Jim Morrison. I'm so pleased to introduce Richard Lyons. Hey, Richard. Hi, Catherine. Thank you. (laughs) It's always (laughs) strange hearing your own introduction, isn't it? So tell us a little bit about yourself. I was born Bronx, New York. I have always been open spiritually as a very small child. I started to develop myself on a consciously on a, on a spiritual path when I was since I'm at 18 years old. My path has taken to many different twists and turns, and uh, kind of like the song by the Beatles, "Along a Winding Road." It's been kind of my, my life has been like that. And it's been very interesting. It's been a, a very interesting ride. It's still not over. <laughs> and as far as the um, interest came into the group called The Doors, was when I was 18. Or actually, I was 17 at the time, I guess. And uh, I always had, I'd had an attraction to the music immediately, uh, more than any other band that was around mm-hmm. at the time. And something attracted to me about it. I couldn't really, I couldn't really get on an articulate level what it was at the time, Mm -hmm. but it's something that just hit home to me. Later on, I I had my own personal insights of what they meant to me, and then when I started to develop my psychic gifts when I was in my um, late 20s, going into my 30s, found somebody who I could uh, study with, and I started to open up in that way. And then at, at some point down the line, I felt, hey, you know, why don't I get someone I really admired or admired his music or the Doors music? And let me see, Jim Harson passed away 10 years ago at the, the time. And let me uh, see if I can contact him. So at the time, I was studying with a medium, and he was actually a, a trans medium where he would let uh, people speak through him. But in this mm-hmm. case, Jim didn't want to speak. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, I did get messages from him indirectly. And basically, I asked if I could uh, write songs, if he would write songs for me. And that began my relationship with him, even though conscious level, I didn't write songs for, for a number, quite a number of years, actually. And mm-hmm. then I started getting messages, and I started getting images, and I started writing these things down. And uh, some of them were actually songs that were rewritten of mm-hmm. uh, his lyrics and some were it, it, a lot was the images that evolved and words that evolved into a play which has a message of actually showing the times as they were in the 1960s there's a strong parallel between world events in the 60s and what's going on right now mm-hmm. and it's actually much more amplified now than it was even in the 1960s and the 1960s were very intense the message is really about bridging a gap between then and now and going mm-hmm. to the future going to the future in a more positive way. 
because there's been a lot of duality, a lot of polarization in every which area of life. It's reflected back on our relationships. And mm -hmm. the reason why, I guess, the reason why I got this information to share with the world that I feel he's inspiring is that it's showing two people in a very, uh, well, very destructive relationship. And it's not glorifying that at all, but it's showing how the dynamics of our own relationships with ourselves mm -hmm. and with other people and branching out into neighborhoods, states, countries, the whole world, and how, how the dynamics is really the same. It's just nuclearized, you know, and, and just like one other person, mm -hmm. but it just branches out into the whole planet. And it just shows in a very graphic way how that dynamic plays itself out and how it's so important that we awaken our heart, we awaken to a higher level in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We come, not with a lot of people that are listening to this now know probably about chakras, yeah. and who people who do not, I'll just very briefly explain, there's energy centers along the spine that correspond to different levels of consciousness. And basically, as a human race, we've been operating out of the first three chakras, which are security, pleasure, sensuality, we're repeating our same patterns for years and years and years mm -hmm. and we we need to break on through to a new level as a human race not just a few people but collectively for us as a species yeah uh, the duality and ego levels yeah duality and ego levels me, right and usness me to we right and that's a big step for a lot of people <laughs> you, know? <Yeah. laughs> you know it's a big step for me you know, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm, you know, if you have a personal relationship, it really helps you grow faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all growing, we're all learning, we're hopefully all growing, I think a lot of us are. Along the way, as happens with a lot of people, they start discovering, you start discovering that you had some gifts and skills, mm -hmm. and there was a time you worked as a professional psychic, I believe, or a medium. Do that for the other side, meaning that... Mm -hmm. I'm here on this plane here, you know, which we're talking right now, mm -hmm. the world of uh, three-dimensional reality, but there's other dimensions of reality. And there are spirit, there's another realm, some people call it the spirit world, mm -hmm. which exists in a realm beyond the third-dimensional plane, which has to do with the five senses. And, and, and once we tap into our sixth sense, we're going to another level altogether. We're going to the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, and, you know, beyond. Everything from the spiritual planes, the higher spiritual planes, manifests on this plane here, ultimately. So whatever we create, whatever we think on a deeper level, eventually manifests itself on the physical plane. So good idea for me, personally, is to tap into these higher levels. That's where I can get inspiration from and bring it to this level where I can communicate it. And that's what I do as a medium. I basically uh, hear messages. I either get it in imagery or direct words, telepathically. Mm -hmm. uh, symbols play an important part a lot of times. Sometimes I'll, I'll get messages in, in rock music. It's yeah. the funniest thing. People will be in front of me, and then I'll, I'll be getting, I'm hearing this, this song in my head, and it relates to exactly what they're going through at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. kind of funny how it plays out. Like spirits will work in many, many, many different ways to get your attention, to help you move forward in whatever area of your life you needed to move forward, whether it's uh, emotionally or, you know, any time you feel in a stuck place, they're there to help you get unstuck. And there's 
you know, all levels of intelligence when it comes to people, you know, those who are helping us from the other side, as we said, and they manifest through our lifetimes. And the unconscious mind is all symbolic. So it makes sense that it would communicate through symbols and words and music. I very rarely get a message that says, go to the corner of 7th and uh, <laughs> and there's a man wearing a black hat. Speak to that man. He has a message, you know, like he will take you to the secret room. I've never gotten that message. So. Well, that's kind of cool. It's, it's nice. It's nice in the movies, though. I love to watch yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love <laughs> that one. Yeah. So, you know, we have a series coming up based on Jim Morrison's music, that's the Break On Through podcast. And we're going to be exploring a lot of the ideas of his music. And one of the things that has kind of come out is like, he was a young man having this experience, right? He's like on his own self-discovery and he went over the edge, you know, like he did break through to the other side, literally. He's called the Lizard King. And I think it's interesting that what you're talking about is dealing with these lower levels that are dealt with the reptilian part of the brain into mm-hmm. a higher consciousness. I want to hear you talk about, he, you know, like we'd say he's a shaman disguised as a... <laughs> rock star right but let's talk about a little bit about him as the lizard king and now why he's wanting to have these messages come back through this is about jim it's very interesting you brought that up about the reptilian brain that was one of the the, uh, things that i was inspired to write about in the play which you talked about the part of our brain which is reptilian Mm -hmm. and is it operates out of a fight or flight mode mm-hmm. and it's no longer I mean you equate it to the chakras but we're talking about just on a greater upliftment of that part it mm-hmm. needs to be guided by the right brain which has to do with intuition has to do with inspiration and it's also the right brain that is connected to our heart right so the left brain or the reptilian brain as you might want to call it is connected with the fight-or-flight and the right mm-hmm. brain has to do with inspiration but it's also connected to our heart chakra, our heart, mm-hmm. which has to do with love, compassion, forgiveness, all those divine qualities that are inherent in all of us. But we need to find a way to bring them out. And the Doors music was very spiritually oriented. Yeah. And I've always thought of, of that type of some certain type of rock and roll that was needed at that time. And is I think it's sometimes in some ways it's needed now. It's like spiritual shock treatment. Yeah, because it shocks people out of lethargy, and the doubt, particular music, and they were they were not the only ones, but they were probably the most, for me, the most powerful. Right. They were catalysts. They were catalysts to shake people up out of lower chakras, and to get them in a heart space, even if it was just temporary. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you what happened to me personally. Exposure to that, it shifted something in me permanently. Right. It wasn't like that was it. I mean, you had to work on it on your own. But it, for me, it was sort of like a pivotal point in my life. Mm-hmm. That music and other, some other groups that from the night, that t- time period was a pivotal point in, in awakening, quickening, and alivening that, that, that divine spirit in me and uh, moving forward with it on my own. It gave me the impetus the, the kind of the, to start moving in that direction. But then, then, I, then in my own willingness to do that took over, and I was just going to continue yeah. for the past... Uh, 67 so right. <laughs> it's been a while 
So tell oh, us a little wow. bit about Jim Morrison and his life. I mean, there's some backstory that, you know, I got really interested in in talking to you. Tell okay. us a little bit about Jim's journey to becoming the Lizard King. I don't know if he really, that was just one facet of what he was about. You know, he he, he played many different roles in his uh, life. He played around with a lot of different images, depending on what mm-hmm. would work at the time. The Lizard King was basically about, you know, you start out in a lower, kind of like lower life form, so to speak, and then you mm-hmm. metamorphosis. You experience a metamorphosis into a higher form. Right. And uh, it's like shedding a, a snake skin, you know, or shedding uh, the old you and getting reborn, like kind of, kind of like the phoenix being born out of the ashes, something to and rising into a new place. So he was kind of playing with that imagery for a while. Mm-hmm. Because it was important for him to kind of get that out. But it wasn't like he was stuck in that. He was like, his goal actually was to transcend it. Mm-hmm. And I guess what happened with him, he, he was starting on a spiritual journey. He was uh, having some very enlightening experiences, even though they were influenced by uh, drugs. But nevertheless, he was experiencing certain things. And um, his only problem, his main problem is was able to maintain it. Just this tendency towards alcohol. Mm-hmm. So his, I guess his genetic heritage. Or, right. And that's what sunk his ship, so to speak. Right. But the, the legacy of messages and songs and poetry, that was why he came here to do. Mm-hmm. That was his purpose. If he had lived longer, he would have liked to have done plays and movies and uh, you know books and, and so on. He would have done a lot of things. Right. So he's using a lot of people now. I'm only one. Mm-hmm. But he's using a lot of people now. Probably, I, would, I would venture really thousands that he's influencing. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm one of many. But uh, he's working with a lot of people to influence them. Sometimes if their tendency towards drugs, he'll try to influence people to get away from drugs or, or alcohol. He'll work with a lot of people in a lot of different ways. People are more artistically inclined. He'll work with them to bring out their artistic ability. Or, and or if he has a particular message he wants to get through, he'll work directly. You know, in life, the fastest way and the most direct way for him to get his message in consciousness was through music. It was mm-hmm. the medium. It was exploding. It was the way for him to get attention. Yeah. And um, his music too. Like if I want to just comment on that. Like I've since working with you and you know exploring these the lyrics. When you look at it, they look simple because he kind of writes in that this kind of balance of like kind of spare, simplistic. But then there'll be this other imagery he brings in. So it is messing with both sides of your mind you don't to listen to it passively you you experience it right and it yeah. kind of goes into where it needs to go yeah exactly you got the idea yeah. so now yeah. he's on the other side and he's working through another plane and he's working through creative and sensitive people and mm-hmm. still he's using people like you you have a, a beautiful musical ability and you've rewritten not rewritten but maybe uh, revised revised revised, right Mm -hmm. some of his songs and i'm kind of excited about people hearing when you do that now we're not going to do it tonight on this show but um the songs that you've sung i feel the vibration so strong and i'm i'm kind of like the canary in the uh mind shaft oh no (laughs) if i feel it i'm going to feel it sometimes before other people do but if I, I know if I feel it, other people will feel it. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's I have a very powerful experience of his music, not just listening to it like the version it was, but as it comes through you. So okay. I just want to let people know that it's not just you had this idea of like, well, maybe this is a better way of saying it. There's a, there's this other element there, and I can't quite articulate it, right? It's like you got the song. It's not your own brain. It's him and you collaborating to kind of make something new. Is that how we would say that? or uh, Well, it's a collaborative effort. I mean, we're mm-hmm. – I mean, he – Quite frankly, he merges in with me, and sometimes it's it's difficult for me to get like a separate message from him because mm-hmm. he's kind of part of me. He's, he's merged in with my energy field. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I'm coming through as Richard Lyons, is that personality that's speaking to you right now, but he's also mm-hmm. here too. You know, it's like we're very connected. So the music is sort of the way it got revised through me a couple of the songs that got mm-hmm. revised through me is sort of a um it's like downloading uh in computer terms like downloading uh finer software is that the right way of putting it yeah something that's more updated mm-hmm. like you update a computer right and cuz it's like the the old software of the the original song some of it needed to be kind of um upgraded or uh you know download you know Upgraded in a higher level. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to accuse the computer analogy, but it, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, a new version, right? That's new version, yeah, that's the simplest okay. way to put it. Yeah. So, so it touches on many different levels. Yeah. Uh, from the very, I think what you were trying to say before, it touches on the very, very mundane level. Mm-hmm. You know, Greta Girl, whatever some of the words, Ellie Woman, and, you know, yeah. sort of, all this stuff about a relationship, but it, it also, addresses a lot of levels of consciousness. Mm-hmm. A lot it of levels of consciousness. These levels, right. Hmm? I'm sorry? Uh, yeah, it just goes to these different levels. So, it goes levels, yeah. yeah, it goes to our different le- levels of awareness, and it just kind of keeps tapping at that door of your consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just, you don't hear it, and it go. It's that music's not one ear out the other. Yeah, the, the right. doors, the, all the doors, not just Jim, but all of them knew what they were doing. Yeah. It was very, it was very strategic. They knew exactly what they were doing with the with the music, mm-hmm. and how to open up people's chakras. It was very strategic. It was not an act, not a habit. Said, "Oh, I think we'll just write a big hit today." Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's like today. You know, it's very programmed for just commercial. What will the public buy? Yeah. Back then, it was like they they weren't thinking along those. Most people were not thinking along those. They were thinking, "How can we create? Yeah. How can we get the juices flowing? How can we?" you know create something really magical and beautiful and enchanting that'll uplift people or you know mm-hmm. touch people in meaningful ways that was what the music is about you right. know, it's uh it still is it's still that's why people still listen to it so it was a very collaborative effort on all four of those parts it was t- perfectly timed to the time period and uh it has a message and it still has a message in a lot of ways yeah so Anyway, I hope not being too redundant, but, you know. No, no, it's good. So what is it, there's what he was exploring, you know, through the, kind of like through the flesh, right? We talked about the reptilian brain, and he says mm-hmm. fight or flight, but um, I'm going to go ahead and add there's a third F there, and um, pardon me, I'm going to say it, but it's uh, the fight, the flight, or fucking, right? It's that <laughs> <basic>. <laughs> 
thing, right? Uh, little children won't be listening to this. So, but no, 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 right? no, it's okay. So, and bringing us up into that higher consciousness, which sure. he's expressing to you that he wants to, then what are going to be the next areas of concern, right? So before is our unsafety and propagation. So then what's the next thing we would be able to do? What purpose or function would it serve to go into that higher level of consciousness? Well, to create a new human. Okay. <laughs> be constructive and rather than destructive to love rather than, like there's two emotions, there's love and fear. Mm-hmm. And rather than, we've been ap- operating out of a very fear place as human race. And Correct. we need to trans, we need to update that into being coming from a love place. You know, that's basically what it comes down to, you know. Yeah, more empathetic. More, more pathetic. cooperative. Exactly, exactly. Okay. okay, very good. And so as far, you know, like Jim's reaching out through other mediums, people mm-hmm. are channeling. Are, mm-hmm. Is that something that you will be offering and helping, you know, be sharing? Uh, with I'll be channeling, yeah. I mean, people call me for a session. I'd be... Mm-hmm. Uh, I could I could channel for them, not necessarily Jim Morris, and I, he might come through if that's needed. Yeah. But it's uh, basically their their own spirit helpers, mm-hmm. whoever they may be. Also tapping into their own higher self. Ultimately, we need to tap into our own higher self. But sometimes uh, sometimes it's helpful to talk to a medium or you know psychic medium that can help one get in touch with them that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then then you can do it on your own. But ultimately, that's actually the need. The important thing of a uh, the role that I could play in someone's life is to be a catalyst, right? And to reaffirm truths that they already know, but they sometimes our mind gets in the way, and we doubt. We have you know decision. We're not sure, and you know all this stuff play in our mind. And that a good psychic can be a good facilitator mm-hmm. and good to help a person say, no, you you got it right. You know the truth. Right. It's, it, it's, not, it's not like I'm telling a person necessarily something new. That, that's, right. uh, it's just something, just, sometimes it's just reaffirming something they already do know, but they don't have the courage or the conviction to, to follow it. So sometimes it takes another person some, to kind of give them a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of a nudge just to say, yeah, I, really, I did get it right. Hey, I can do this. Oh, you know, yeah. this is true. This really is true. You know, so that, that's all. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of that, and so that's yeah. where I come in. And also, I am clairvoyant. I can sometimes see around the corner, long down the line, you know, or down the little around the corner, or sometimes further down the road, and see mm-hmm. things that are coming up. But that can only be productive if a person because to people hope that if they continue along these lines, mm-hmm. then that will be the outcome. Right. And if it's a negative thing, then of course, which usually I don't, I don't read in a negative way, but if I see something that people need to be dissuaded in a different direction, right. then I'll do that too. Yeah, but usually it's warning. more for, excuse me, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, like a warning. I'm sorry. Yeah, a warning sometimes. You're not usually, it doesn't usually have to do that with people, but mm-hmm. it's the way you say it. And you say, I, I always do, I do positive readings. I, I give people hope, give people encouragement, give people, I reaffirm their life. I affirm their existence. Mm-hmm. That they're they're better than they even think they are. They're more. Let's say put that better. They're more than they think they are. There's more who, of who they are that they can tap into. Right. And I'm just there to kind of help people along those lines. Yeah. Um. You as a man may not think of this analogy, but I always think of it like um. 
if a woman's going to have a baby, that baby is going to come one way or another. If you have a midwife there to assist you Mm -hmm. and help keep you in the best state of mind possible and relaxed and help create that right environment, Mm -hmm. it's going to go a lot easier and you won't have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, smoother. Smoother ride, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So smooth that out a little bit. So. Um, I want to let the listeners know, everybody who's tuned into this, um, that uh, starting in early January, we're going to be releasing some really interesting interviews and meditations and inviting people to experience your work in all different ways. And um, if people wanted to reach out and connect with you now, all they have to do is go to the Break On Through page and there is an, a button that says, email and um, they can reach you directly is um, I just wanted you to just speak briefly um, a little bit like if someone reached out and they wanted to work with you um, we talked a little bit about how working with the medium can help but how what would they expect what could they expect if they connected with you and they worked with you what would would they get on the phone or would it be a conference like this well, if uh, they live close by, they can come to my house. But oh, most nice. people, yeah. But if they don't, I mean, they could come to my house anyway. But if they don't, they can do one on a Skype, you know, mm-hmm. Skype session where I can see them. They can see me. Um, it could be in a um, you know, conference call mm-hmm. where they can, uh, you know, have a general uh, talk about one of the songs, particularly what we're doing right now mm-hmm. on the songs of the doors and the metaphysical spiritual understanding of them mm-hmm. and um, and also call me you can call my phone number okay. uh, there's a lot of different ways you can reach me and right. it's not so that hard it's just like what their challenges and um, because, oh what to expect what to expect yeah. from a reading yeah on a summary basically what a little bit what I already said just to, to reaffirm who they really are mm-hmm. uh, to give them, uh, help them sort, help help you. Okay, I'll speak in, from speaking to whoever's listening to this now, to help you to understand your place in the scheme of things in your own personal universe, your own personal life, um, how you can best fulfill your talents and abilities, and give you insight um, into your potential, what gifts you have that you may not have even thought of. Mm-hmm. So, so I give you an opportunity to connect your dots, and you can do that for yourself. I just give you information, and your own higher part of you can start connecting the dots. And last but not least, or not, or least but not last, <laughs> however you want to put it, um, I can give you foresight into months and years ahead. Okay. For the end, again, that comes with a, a fine print because. It, like just give a very quick example. A person comes to me, like give you just a good example. Somebody would would come to me and say, um, I say to them, you know, Joe, I I see you six months down the line. You're going to be vice president of the bank of, uh, of Chase, whatever bank it is. Yeah. And then they say, Oh, that's wonderful news, Richard. Now he's thinking to myself, Oh, you know, I could take some of those vacations that I wanted to take, and mm-hmm. you know, and just have a good time and gee, it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. I'm going to be the vice president. Yeah. But you know, then, he, then six months down the line, he comes back and he says, hey, 
You said I was going to be vice president until it happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what have you been doing for the past six months, you know? <laughs> oh, I just been relaxing. Well, um, you know, you had to keep going the way you were going. You would have. You right. would have been vice president, but you just you just gooped off. Yeah. So it didn't happen. So that's a that's a that's a fine print with the with yeah. predictions. Yeah, or even they would have had to applied for a job at Chase in the first place, right? <laughs> that, too, yeah. that would help. Right? That would help too. Okay. Help. So um, we started out saying, yeah. "Hey, we're celebrating his birthday." Yes, his yes. His birthday would be seventy-four years old wow. had he lived. Had he lived. Um, and um, I, I want to just kind of end with this question. Uh, we're going to play a little what if, okay? It, at 74 years old, I mean, what do you think Jim Morrison would be talking about and doing today if he were alive? Well, I think that what he'd be doing is he'd be, um, well, he'd be, I don't, I'm not trying to blow my own horn, but I think he'd be doing what I'm doing now. He'd be uh, writing plays, he'd be uh, writing. He'd be updating his songs. Mm -hmm. He'd be writing new songs. He'd be writing books. He'd be doing a lot of things to uplift the consciousness of the planet. Mm -hmm. Is what he'd be doing. And actually, he before he passed away, he was together with his best friend Ray, who was the organist of the Doors, and they were talking about uh, uh, writing a, a rock musicals and having singing and dancing and you know all this. They were playing this out, and then he, of course, he you know he passed away. But that's what he had in mind to do. He wanted to be. He wanted to really be known as more of a poet mm -hmm. than a than a rock star. And yeah. actorially, the last two years of his life, he he really had it with being a rock star. He he really didn't want to be a rock star anymore. Yeah. But his image was following him around wherever he went. Right. And it was kind of a hard thing to shake. That's where he went. You know. So that's what happened with him. But but yeah, he'd be uh, he'd be doing a lot of really creative stuff and uh, uh, really to uplift consciousness and. Uh, He'll be doing a lot of that now. I think that's so, great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about Jim and consciousness. And um, I want to remind everybody if they want to get a hold of you, all they got to do is just click on that button and it sends a direct email to you. Um, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Oh, um, you know, the only thing I would say is, uh, Jim would say himself, and I'm saying too, is like, be true to your own heart. Be true to your gut instincts because mm -hmm. they won't lead you, lead you astray. You may get in over your head sometimes, but you'll learn how to float and swim. And that's what mm -hmm. I like to leave with you. I love it. It's perfect. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>